And we bless the Lord, amen, that he rose again for you and for me, that we may have the right to eternal life. Will you turn your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 12 through and including verse 19. I'm reading from the King James text. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how says some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sin. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Let resurrection the more take place in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We are grateful to the Lord, amen, for the fact of the resurrection. This is Resurrection Sunday, and we thank God for resurrection, amen, on today. Resurrection, uh, as defined in the Greek dictionary, is a standing up again, standing up again. Uh, recovery, raising to life again. Raising from the dead, raising again. The point which action or motion proceeds. That's what resurrection is, rising up again. Everything depends on the resurrection. Everything, everything that we have in the world of Christendom depends on the resurrection. For Christians, hope requires a resurrection. Without resurrection, all is meaningless without the resurrection. When we are baptized, the baptism that we are baptized with pronounces resurrection. What it says is that if we are baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even we shall also be raised. Nature itself testifies to resurrection. The trees, as we see them in the wintertime, go dormant and look as if they are dead. Uh, and uh, if you didn't get real close to them, you thought that they were dead. But the spring of the year come. And as we've been able to look out, and for some of us who suffer from allergies, we know without looking Amen, that this is resurrection time because our nose resurrect. And we have all kinds of allergies acting up. But as we look around, we see the signs of the resurrection. 
We've, we play, pay expensive money, a lot of money for plants and all and put them in our yards. And we say, if, especially if it's the first season, I sure hope this thing come out in the spring. Uh, so we, 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 we plant it and then in the spring we watch to see whether or not it's going to come out again. So then even, even nature and plants itself testifies to the fact of resurrection. Grass go dormant. Look like all the grass in your yard, except y'all that got that evergreen grass. Look like all the grass in the yard is dead. But then give it a little while and the grass itself start coming back to life. So everything in nature testifies to resurrection. Over 2,000 years ago there was, on this very day, there were some women going to the tomb. And as they was going to the tomb, their biggest worry was who would roll away the stone. That was their biggest concern. They were not so much concerned with whether or not Jesus was in the grave or not because they thought it was impossible for him to get out of the tomb all they wanted to know was how can we get into the tomb that we may be able to embalm his body. Although just a few days ago, they had, ris uh, they had witnessed the resurrection of Lazarus, because Lazarus' resurrection was not too far away from the time when Jesus was crucified. And they had just, they had just witnessed the resurrection of Lazarus coming out of the grave after being dead for four days. The reason why it was four days was because they wanted to make sure, God wanted to make sure he was dead and everybody knew he was dead. And they said by this time he stinketh. And you know, when you stink, you're dead. Amen. All right. But they had their doubts. They had their doubts. They had their doubts. They still doubt. Nobody at that time believed that Jesus would raise from the dead. Nobody believed that. The whole, even those ones that had seen the coming of him, Anna and some of the others who had seen him, Zachariah who had seen him come to the temple, they did not believe that Jesus could be raised from the dead. Matter of fact, in the past, they had had others that had been raised from the dead, but they had always been raised from the dead by somebody external. Some other power, somebody that had the faith had raised them up. You remember, I think it was Elijah, the young man who had died and he stretched out on the bed and he came alive. Another man was thrown into Elijah's grave and touching his bone, he had come alive. But nobody on the outside had ever brought anybody to life. But now here it is, Jesus. It wouldn't have been so bad if somebody else, Peter, one of them had died. They could have believed that there could be a resurrection because other people had been bought from the grave. But here it is. The dead razor was now dead. The dead razor is now dead. And no one believed that Jesus was able to come back from the grave. They believed that they're going to start some kind of a hoax. And what they're going to do, they're going to take this man, Jesus, and they are going to pretend that he's dead, but he's not really dead. So what they did after they had crucified him, they put him on a cross. And uh, after they had crucified him, they put him in a tomb, and then they sealed that tomb to make sure nobody would think that he could get away. Because they believed that this man is going to start some stuff around here. We ain't about to have it. We ain't going to have that stuff, so we're going to put him in a tomb and seal him up. But it was important that his death be pronounced 
Because without death, the resurrection have no credibility, none whatsoever. Got to die, got to die. And the death got to be proven. It must be authenticated. Otherwise, the resurrection have lost all of its glimmer. Therefore, in the fact that he had died, the Bible says that they took Jesus and after he had been crucified, because uh, this crucifixion was a really bad uh, ordeal. Men had actually hung on the cross two and three days without dying. They would just hang there, uh, exposed, the exposure, the heat, the sun, and even sometimes the bird would attack them while they was on the cross. So two or three days, they'll be hanging up on the cross and they'll be on the cross dying. But they, when they came to Jesus, they found something strange. He was already dead. He was already dead. Now, now this is going to raise some suspicion. If Jesus is already dead, what do that mean? Do that mean that he's faking his death or maybe he's gone into a coma? Now, everything is based upon resurrection. But if Jesus is in a coma and he's not truly dead, then that means something ain't ticking right. So what happened then was they, they came to Jesus and they, they were amazed that he had died so early. And so they took a spear and they plunged it in his side. One doctor uh, said that that Jesus, uh, was, when he was pressed into his side, they said that uh, it, 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 when the spear went in and came, then out came blood and water, they said the strange part about it is dead folk don't bleed. Dead folk don't bleed. And, and here it is, blood and water coming out of Jesus. So now, what is this signifying that blood is coming out of him? Do that mean he's not dead? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's dead. But what had happened, the pocket around the heart that contained the water that kept the heart moving and in motion and floating, what had happened, the heart uh, had actually ruptured because of the care and the pressure that was on Jesus. He loved us so much until his heart had actually broken. So he didn't die from the physical agony on the cross. He died out of love. My God, my God. How, how could he love me like that, Stanley? He loved me so that even while he was dying and in that condition, his heart to some degree is almost like exploded within him. And out of that heart, the, the, the water around the heart and the blood out of the heart mixed together. So when they put the spear into his side, the blood and the water came out of his side. Now this was significant too because it proved beyond a shadow of a doubt. And John testified, my witness is right. John said, I saw it. And John's record was right because John said, I'm the one that laid on his breast. I know him better than anybody else. And he sure enough died. And so the blood had run out. And now Jesus, they took Jesus down from the cross and they put him in his sepulcher. And uh, there was no doubt at that time that he was dead. Nobody could doubt Jesus being dead. The hole that was put in his side was so big 
until you could actually thrust your hand in the hole that was in his side. It wasn't no little small little sliver like we see on these pictures with a little blood running down. No, that hole was so big that you could actually thrust your hand in it. It was so big that when Jesus came to the door, the first thing he does to Thomas is that Thomas come and thrust your hand. Don't have to be careful. It's big enough, boy. Just come and thrust your hand in my side and see that I am he. So they came, amen, and Jesus right now, he has all the proof that he was risen from the dead. And that is significant to you and to me, brothers and sisters, because if Jesus had not rose from the dead, Paul said, we among all people are most miserable. So now here he is in the grave. Uh, John had proved that he's dead. John, out of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, John is the only one that testifies to this way he was dead and how he was pierced in the side. And so now the proof is there that he's dead. Now the next thing is, how can he get up out of the grave? Now Jesus, while he was on the cross, goes down into another world. He, he's never idle. So while he was dead, amen, the spirit descended down into hell. That is the grave, the gray area beneath the earth. And while he was there, he was preaching a sermon down there. Those that had died in the Lord, amen, he brought those people back with him. And the Bible said they walked the streets of Jerusalem. And now it comes time now on the on that third day it's time for him to get up death had already celebrated him the grave said i'm holding him down the, the women was on their way what's gonna happen is this thing gonna be a hoax or will this thing be true they got to the tomb first of all and noticed my god the stone has rolled away somebody have moved the stone but when they go on the inside, not only have they moved the stone, they did not believe Jesus was raised from the dead. They said somebody have taken him away. Jesus just kind of hung around the garden. Don't, like, don't you like the fact Jesus kind of hang around the garden? Jesus kind of hung around the garden there a little bit. And, and after a while, after he let them went through their ordeal, he said, Mary. Mary, suppose he was the gardener. Then she found out it wasn't the gardener. It was Jesus. He said, Mary, don't hang on to me now. The job is not complete. I got to carry this blood. What blood? What blood? Not, you see, the blood is important, but not the blood. Not so much the blood. <laughs> I hope I can say this without being seeming like I'm blasphemous. But it's the blood that came from around the heart that last spill of blood. When he stuck in that last time, significant that that blood, what the blood? The blood that surrounded the heart. The blood that had come directly from his heart and mingled with the water because what that represented was Baptism and redemption. Baptism and redemption. That blood come in. He said, this blood have not yet been presented to the Father, so let me go. And then, then he says for a while, somewhere between Mary and the disciples, he gets up and he goes back to glory and presents the blood before the Father. 
when he present the blood before the father it says that you and I have a right to be delivered from sin we don't have to serve sin any longer so now the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world has presented that blood. He comes back to earth and now he begins to show himself to various people so that there is no doubt about his resurrection. I want to say to you brothers and sisters, Jesus rising from the dead says that you and I too can rise from whatever situation we are in. I don't care how impossible it seems I want to know, can you come out of your grave? The stone have been rolled away and we can set, amen, in the seat of possibility and die there. So many of us got possibilities laying ahead of us. But until we come out of the tomb, it will not be realized. We got a doctor right in here we got a lawyer right here the potential is there but you got to come out of your tomb in order for it to be manifested are the odds against you yes are the odds say that you won't make it yes but that means nothing amen if jesus came from the dead he will also bring you from the dead i want to know are you willing to come out of your tomb or do you want to just stay there and use excuses about staying in your tomb are you ready for a resurrection anybody in here ready for a resurrection are you ready to get up from where you are having the possibilities of being able to come up out of the grave and do something a little bit better. Amen. It's not cute to just sit around. Amen. And see a wall in what you used to be in. Yes, the odds are against you, but you got to let somebody know that's what's going to make me so great because I got so many odds against me. Amen. Anybody got somebody, amen, that's got the odds against you, but you know you're going to come out of this thing. Amen. You got to let the demons in hell because the demons in hell want to hold you down and make you think that you are hopeless and you can't come out of the ground. But I want to know, amen, since Jesus has rolled the tomb away and the stone has been rolled away from the tomb, are you willing and are you ready to come out of your tomb? You can stay where you are and die or either you can come out of your tomb and declare liberty. Is it going to be risky yes it's going to be risky but just like it was in the days let me can I go back a little bit I want to go back to Egypt a little bit amen can you imagine what it must been like when the children of Israel had gone into their houses and took the blood and put it on their doorposts everybody that was the firstborn in the family had died and then the next morning the word came out you got to come out of your houses I can imagine the fear that was there. You mean this, this, this death angel that killed all these people and you telling me to come out the next morning? I don't think so. But let me tell you one thing. If you stay in the house, you're going to die. You got to come out of the house. You got to take a chance. God is about to pay somebody off. God is about to give you double for your trouble. Some of y'all been laboring and don't have anything to show for it. But God is about to give you something for your labor. So the Hebrew children was there. And so what they did, they took they had the Hebrew children there. And they came out. 
They have been working all their lives. Some of you in here have been working and you haven't got nothing for your work. But God gonna make it so. They work your mama and your daddy for nothing. But God gonna make it so you gonna get their inheritance. You're gonna get what your mama didn't get. They worked her for a dollar a day and a jar of milk. But let me tell you, God is about to bless you out of your senses. He wants to bless his people right now. But you got to dare come out from where you are. You got to take a chance. The devils ain't dead. Tell somebody the devil ain't dead. But you still got to come out. Time the critics ain't dead. But you still got to come out. Matter of fact, when you come out, the devil gonna come out behind you. But don't you worry about that. Jesus said, if I've overcome, you shall overcome. And so the children of Israel came on out there. Amen. Went on out there. Because sometimes when you come, the reason why some people don't want to come out is because they want to stay there and be comfortable. The, the Lord was just dealing with me on last week. He was saying that some people feel a security in fear that if I don't do nothing, everything gonna be all right. But honey, if you do nothing, you are gonna perish. If you do nothing, you are bound to go down. You got to get up and do something in order to survive. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so they came out. Uh, amen. And when you come out, the devil gonna come out with you. The, and just like with them, they kept down. They thought they had escaped. Got on down there, mountains on one side, mountain on the other, Pharaoh's armor behind them. The Red Sea was in front of them. And they got there. They was feeling happy at first. But when they got to the Red Sea, they had money and everything else. But Pharaoh's armor was behind them. Lord have mercy. How many times did they say, I would to God we had stayed in Egypt. You got to get to the place that you got to say, live or die. I can't stay in Egypt no longer. Even if I die, I would rather die in the wilderness coming out of my trouble than to die in my trouble. Am I talking to somebody in this house? I'm ready to come out from where I am. And so they got to the Red Sea. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, when God bring you out, he's going to give you everything you need to succeed. Anybody ready to be wealthy? Are you ready to be wealthy? You're going to have to take a chance on the poverty that you got. It's like the men that were standing at the gate. Y'all remember the three guys that was, they, they, were, they, were, they were lepers, right? And they, they, they were sitting there. They could stay back there and they said, well, we can stay here. Ain't nobody going to kill us. All we got to do is just stay here. If we stay here long enough, we, well, that don't make sense. If we stay here, we're going to die. So they thought about this. I can either stay and die, or I can get up and take a chance. They said if we go in the city and they kill us, we can but die. You got to get to the place that you want it so badly that even if I die trying to get it, it's still all right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're ready for a change, then God can do something for you. He can raise you up. Amen. I'm ready to go up. I'm ready for my resurrection. I'm ready for my other dimension. I'm ready for victory. So here Pharaoh's hour came out and they got down to the Red Sea. God said, you got to understand this. When God bring you out, 
the same thing that held you down will try to cut you off. It's trying to cut you off. You know what cuts you off more than anything else? Old thoughts. Because what he do, I told you, he put, he pushed rewind. Anybody done had him to push? When he don't want you to overcome, he always push rewind on you. Always doing it. Always doing it. Get out here and buy a house. Some of you, how many of y'all have bought a house in the last couple of years? Last couple of years. Anybody bought a car last couple of years? Bought some furniture. The first thing the devil tells you is this. You're going to lose it. And guess what your mind say? I wish I hadn't got that house now. Lord. We could have made it on those egg crates. God, I wish we hadn't bought that furniture. I was doing real good in the project. Because it was based on my income. Lord, I'm going to lose everything I have. The truth of the matter is, you have no danger. For faith is the substance of things hopeful. The same faith that brought me out will take me over. Do y'all believe that? Don't let the devil push rewind on you. Will you tell your neighbor next to you that you ain't going to lose nothing? So they got there. So, hey, Pharaoh's going to go kill him. And they crying, Lord, I wish to God we had stayed in Egypt. Lord, I sure, why in the world I bought that house right now? Lord, have mercy. I'm so sorry I bought it. The devil will have you eating pork and beans. And you'll be in the store looking for pork and beans without pork because it might be a damn cheaper. Fixing your own hair, breaking it off. <laughs> Ain't never cooked in your life, burning up food. All of that just because you're afraid. When you're coming out of your situation, you got to fight your thinking. You got to fight your thoughts. Because the thing that got you bound is your thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so was he. Jesus never thought that he wouldn't get up. He said, I laid down my life and I will pick my life up again. He had no doubts that he was going to come out. I wonder if there anybody here said, there is no doubt I'm coming out there. Oh my God, amen. I might not be out right now, and I might be destitute right now, but I'm going to push fast.
fast forward so I can get a little bit of joy from tomorrow that'll help me today so I can get to my next level. Let's this, this try it. Let's try it. Right, right now, right where you are right now. I don't care what you're going through. Hell and high water. Fast forward. Higher ground. Enjoy. Try one more time. Higher ground. Enjoy. Now, you know what's behind you. Don't push that. Push the button that says, fast forward. And Marjorie, all I need is just a little bit of joy to make it through the night. Because weeping may endure for the night, but what? Joy gonna come in the morning. And so therefore, when the children of Israel is at the Red Sea and the army coming behind them, the Bible says, God said, stand still and see the salvation of God. God's going to bring some of you out of some impossible situation. And there's going to be no doubt in your mind it was God that did it. Amen? Will he do it? How many of y'all know God can give you a promotion now? How many of y'all know God can give you more money than you ever had now? Amen? Amen? How many of y'all know you can buy a house now? How many of y'all know you can buy a car now? How many of y'all know you can change your wardrobe now? Can you do it? Is God able? Will he do it? Is it his pleasure? This is the time for God. So what it is, they got there in the red seat, and here come the enemy behind them. He said, stay and see the salvation of the Lord. Moses, what you got in your hand? Moses said, I got a, got a rod. God says, stretch out. And I want to tell you this. What you got to do is use what you got. Tell your neighbor what I say. Use what you got. Tell them, stop minimizing yourself. You got a whole lot in you. Tell them, tell them, you got a whole lot in you. Stop minimizing yourself. Stop talking yourself down. Talk it up, talk it up, talk, talk it up, talk it up, talk it up. You got one of them friends that's always talking you down. Separate yourself. They say, I ain't seen you for a while. You ain't gonna see me till I get out of this mess. Lord have mercy. Some of you won't see me until I get out of this mess. Because you see, people like to commiserate. They want to keep you down where they are. You come out. Say, when I come out, I'll send your email. But until that time, I can't talk with you because you're messing up my credentials. I can't let you messing up my credentials. And so they, they got out there, and now here it is. God, God said, go cross. They went cross on dry land. And you would have thought that that would have been all right. But in the midst of them going across on dry land, here come the, uh, the Egyptian army. Don't get scared. Don't look behind you. The Bible said, I'll tell you what. The Egyptians that's behind you today you won't see them no more. Are you tired of looking at the same problem 20 and 30 years? 
God is about to separate you from some of them curses from them things that have been working on you for the last 20 years. God is about to separate you from them. He's about to change your address. He's about to change uh, the, the things that's going on in your life. God is about to do some things for you. Amen. When I say address, I'm not talking about your physical address because see some of us have been living in Sorrowville. It's time for you to move on Joy Boulevard. Start enjoying the Lord. Some of us have been living on have not court. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Time to change that address. God is about to give you abundance. Some of us have been living on low esteem. Drive. Yeah, that's a good one. It's time for, the Lord, for you to let the Holy Ghost to build you up. Have you ever had the Holy Ghost to build you up? You're laying in the bed and, you're in the bed and all that stuff, and the Holy Ghost is talking in your ear, telling you you're more than a conqueror through Christ that love you. Telling you that you're the head and not the tail. Then he turned around and give you, said, give you some other scripture saying how much God loves you. You ever been there? The Holy Ghost build you up. And you get up there like a giant. Boy, you ready to take them over. And then the devil push rewind on you. And then you lose it all. But you can't afford to do it. The whole point of the resurrection was to say that as Christ have raised from the dead, you can raise from your circumstances. Somebody don't even have to know who you are. And let me tell you what, when you come out, they're not going to know who you are. They didn't know who Jesus was. You know how they recognize him? The nails in his hand and his side. And i tell you another way that they recognize him. That man knew how to break some bread. He could bake it and he could break it. They said, the, 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 the guys from Emir says it was the way he broke the bread that let us know who he was. The disciple says it was the way he cooked breakfast for us. Because when he brought the fish in, Jesus had already been there. He must have fished somewhere. He just tell the fish, jump up here. Jump on up here. Jump in the pain. Because he God. Because he God. You see, he don't have to have no line. He could just say, fish, come on out here. See, I got, I got 12 disciples. I got 12 disciples. I need a fish for each one of them. Fish, jump in the frying pan. Fish, jump out the water, jump in the frying pan. And then Jesus come up and the disciples come up in the boat. He said, y'all come and die. Because Jesus had already fixed breakfast for them. When they came to the shore, breakfast was already ready. Do y'all know God, they ain't the first meal he cooked. He can cook you a meal. He can do for you what you don't believe that God can do for you. This is the purpose of the resurrection. So that you can have hope. You are not hopeless. Tell the person next to you, you're not hopeless. Because you still got life. But you got to start now. Tell them, tell them. You got to start now. Stop procrastinating. Don't die at the seat of potential without doing anything let's get up let's get up let's do something let's do something